Hi, I'm Suzanne and your host for Crosstalk, the IEEE EMC Society podcast. Here is about the noise. The podcast to discuss interesting topics on electromagnetic compatibility to our technical community. In this issue, we invited Morten Sorensen, an associate professor, PhD at the Center for Industrial Electronics, CIE, at the University of Southern Denmark. Morten will talk about near field scanning and its applications. Welcome and thank you for your time being my guest in this podcast episode. Thanks for inviting me. I'm honored to be a part of the podcast, which I, of course, subscribe to. So I'm listening to Crosstalk when I commute to work. Wonderful. Good to hear. Um, Morten, would you like to introduce yourself in a few words to the audience? Yeah. So my name is uh, Morten Sørensen. My educational background is perhaps a bit odd for an EMC engineer. But I graduated back in 2006 as a physicist with a master in material science. However, during my master years, I did a small study regarding radiation from, at that time, the new 3G base stations. And at that time, many people were afraid of 3G, just as many people today oppose 5G. So it was a very hot topic. And uh, I did a simple study where I showed that if you really are afraid of radiation from cell phones, then it would be beneficial to have a space station close to you instead of far away, because you know cell phones regulate transmitting power based on connectivity. So even if you don't use a cell phone uh, yourself, uh, you'll benefit from a base station nearby. And um, It was quite a provocative statement, and I was in primetime national television telling about this small study. <laughs> so by chance, uh, I skipped the material science and moved into electromagnetic and have been there since. So first, for many years, I was working with EMC at a private company, Bang Olufsen, uh, in Denmark, ending up being the EMC and antenna specialist. And then um, in Denmark, we have an arrangement called industrial PhD, where you can pursue a PhD in close cooperation with the company. So it's a good opportunity for people to obtain the PhD a little later in their career. So I, I followed this uh, route and uh, defended my PhD in 2018. Uh, just before that, I moved to the uh, U.S., where I was uh, assistant research professor at the famous EMC lab in uh, Rolla at Missouri University of Science and Technology. And it was combined with a part-time position at uh, Amber Precision Instrument uh, in San Jose. Uh, API makes near-field scanners. And then in uh, uh, 2019, I returned to Denmark, where I started as an associated professor and group leader of the EMC group at the Center for Industrial Electronics, University of Southern Denmark. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you already mentioned the near-field scanner. Can you shortly describe a typical near-field scanner setup? Yeah, um, there's, there are many variations of near-field scanners uh, in the EMC society, both commercial and uh, in-house scanners. Uh, but a, a typical near-field scanner uh, has an automated positioner with a probe attached to the tip. And then the probe is uh, measuring the electromagnetic near fields. The automated positioner can be a Cartesian robot, like a Gantry robot. It could be a six-axis industrial robot, 
or it could be something uh, as simple as a 3D printer. Uh, only the imagination is is the limit. Mm -hmm. So then, um, yeah, the probes, they are typical standard near-field probes. They are commercially available or you can make them by yourself. For most near-field scanners, you use a spectrum analyzer for, for measuring the electromagnetic fields um, over the spectrum. And this will give you the amplitude, which is fine for, for hotspot finding. But if you, uh, in addition, also want uh, phase information, then some uh, near-field scanner system has implemented uh, either two channels, oscilloscope, or a vector network analyzers. And then, yeah, in the end, the measured near-field are plotted above a picture of the device on the test, typically a printed circuit board. And then uh, you have this nice color plot where normally red means this is a hot uh, EMI area, uh, very similar to uh, the known color plots from the thermographic cameras. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. And why is near-field measurement so interesting? I, I think uh, all EMC engineers have tried to debug with a, a handheld near-field probe and a spectrum analyzer. And this is, in, in many cases, a very useful method where you can identify your noise source. So, uh, yeah, by, by help of this method, uh, you will succeed in, in many uh, cases, just sniffing around with the near-field probe, and it will reveal which components uh, are emitting a, at a specific frequency. Um, but the problem here is that uh, this is kind of a one-dimensional picture. Um, you won't see the near-field patterns, only the, the component that is the problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, could you elaborate on this? Yes, so, so uh, by this manual uh, handheld sniffing, you cannot create uh, the near-field pattern inside your head. You will only recognize the strongest near-field because you are moving the probe just above the, the PCB and then you are looking at the spectrum analyzer uh, display and, and try to identify uh, the hottest area. But, but um, often this, in, this information only gives you the noise source, the component. But often the interesting part is uh, actually hidden in, in the vegan near field. So assume that you, your PCB layout create a large loop, then uh, a near field uh, scan will show um, this loop as a pattern of a magnetic dipole. If you were just doing the handheld sniffing, it will only show you which uh, IC, oscillator, transistor, whatever, that deliver the noise, which is the noise source. It will not show you the unwanted uh, antenna. Uh, another example could be uh, plane resonance. Uh, again, if you just using the traditional handheld sniffing, it will only reveal which component is the source. Uh, but the near-field pattern created by the scan will reveal the unwanted antenna. And then uh, various components and PCB layout have typical near-field patterns, uh, often similar to, to magnetic dipoles um, or electric dipoles. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I guess there are as well advantages and disadvantages. Uh, so is there not, not any disadvantages of automated uh, near-field scanning versus the old-fashioned 
handheld method? Yeah, of course. It, it, it takes some time to, to set up the near field scan. And, uh, and it's not always that you obtain interesting uh, information. So it's, it's a trade-off between the, the time used and, and what you think you will obtain. Uh, and on top of that, it also, of course also requires a setup um, for doing it. And if you don't use it regularly, um, I think maybe the time and, and money spent on it is probably not worth it. Um, and it's not only here the, the low practical operation of the system, but, but you also need to train your um, analyzer skills, meaning that the, the more near field pattern you see and, and analyze, the more information you will get from it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And so you just talked about the PCB size and there are as well smaller structures out there such as ICs or even smaller thinking of industrial applications um, does new field scanning work for that all yeah the the lim limitation for small components uh, is set by the precision of your robot uh, and the spatial resolution of your near field probe so i know there are scanners on the market specialized for for ic scanning with a very small probe tip uh, and a very precise small positioner. Um, on the other hand, uh, I have also seen a very large six-axis industrial robot being used for scanning the backside of a full rack in a, in a data center. So you have the, the, the full scale. Um, in my experience, most scanners uh, are applicable uh, for, let's call it standard PCB, where you scan maybe 10 centimeters times 15 centimeters or, or the like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What about applicable frequencies? Yeah, uh, to, to, to my knowledge, uh, near field scan has mostly been used for digital electronic, where you have some clock frequency or harmonics above a couple of 100 megahertz. Uh, near field scaling, uh, is not yet that widespread within power electronics, switching noise below 100 megahertz. Uh, but uh, right now, I'm uh, supervising a PhD student that is looking into the possibilities to use near-field scanners in, uh, in power electronics. Okay. And talking about students or PhD students, what are research topics right now related to near-field scanning? Yeah, until now, we have only talked about um, using the near-field scanner as a debugging tool, like mm -hmm. an everyday tool you have in, in your toolbox when you are an EMC engineer, a tool for recognizing the hotspots on one antenna. Uh, but I know for, for some years, many people have worked on using a measured near-field scan as a source for various kinds of simulation. And here, the, the scientific world has not yet agreed on the method. Uh, and basically, there are two different dominating approaches to making far-field prediction from, from near-field scan. So one approach used the, the near-field scan as a basis for, for sources by help of, um, of equivalent set of electric and magnetic dipoles. Another approach uh, uses the tangential near field on the surface entirely or partly uh, enclosing the noise source. And these fields that then are distributed uh, on this closed surface 
hardly closed surface, uh, which is uh, denoted the Heuchen box. Then um, these field acts as a source generating the same field as the original sources on the PCB, but now outside this surface. So yeah, it become a little bit technical to explain in, in, a, in a podcast, but uh, there are a lot of papers uh, on the, the topic. Let me uh, mention one more uh, research topic. Uh, I mentioned that uh, you need some exercise in, in recognizing uh, near field patterns uh, in order to do the right analysis of your near field scan. And whenever you, you are talking about recognizing patterns, then you, of course, think about machine learning, artificial intelligence. And I know this is also a, a hot research topic. So do a lot of near field scan, train a system uh, to recognize the patterns and analyze the patterns. Mm-hmm. So I suppose there is still a lot of themes uh, to do some research on that theme which is even such a niche, even in the world of EMC, as we can hear. Yeah, this is a topic for, for research for, for, for the future also, yes. Mm-hmm. But coming back to the industry, are there any trends to be seen there? Perhaps it's a confirmation bias, uh, but, but for an engineer like me, me that has been working with near-field scanning for many years, um, I recognize more interest in, in the topic. Um, at University of Southern Denmark, uh, Center of Industrial Electronics, we have our own in-house near-field scanner. Um, and we have tried to, uh, to scan, uh, print a circuit board for some local companies. And we have some local, uh, we have a local EMC competence group where we have shared the result. And, and now uh, companies start to contact me asking if they also can try our near-field scanner and and see what they can make out of it and this is even small and medium-sized companies that are interested in in seeking the opportunities within near field scanning mm-hmm. and i see as well so they uh, there's you can train <laughs> them to analyze the data and they then get really good results out of their measurements yeah and we will also by by scanning a lot of uh, different PCBs from different companies, uh, we will also get the, the training. And then maybe in the future, we can, uh, we can let the computer uh, get the training instead of us. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. It's wonderful learning about that. Thank you, Morten, for giving us an insight about Nifid scanning and industry trends in that particular field of EMC. And thank you for being my guest in this podcast episode. And thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. You're very welcome. And I thank you for listening. And if you wish to learn more about EMC and get the latest input from science and the industry, stay tuned and sign up for CrossTrack, the podcast to discuss interesting topics on electromagnetic compatibility to our technical community.